Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. I am John Norgrove. And I am Julie Norgrove. There you go. And, uh, yeah, so we're, uh, we're back at it again. Back at the Krispy Kremes, you know, whatever the, whatever the saying is. I have no idea what saying you're talking about. I, I don't about. know what saying I'm talking about either. Either way. Either <laughs> way, welcome, y'all. Uh, today we are talking about Thor. So this is our, uh... First Thor talk. Trust me, there will be many more. Thor has yeah. a great many tales to tell. Second uh, of our deity deep dives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not true. plan that triple D masterpiece, but I definitely like that now. There you go. Alliteration. <laughs> it's fun. Team. Uh, so, yeah, if you're uh, watching us on YouTube, thank you. Don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and do all that kind of stuff. If you're listening to us on whatever your podcasting platform of choice is, then please subscribe. These come out every other week, uh, yeah, plus or minus a day or so, depending on really whether our real lives and real-ass jobs interfere with this. Uh, and, and sometimes of, they do. It's very true. Uh, and speaking of real-ass jobs... Um, if you would like to support us doing more creative and or witchy things like this, uh, hit us up on Patreon. Uh, it takes me about a week, but, uh, every one of the podcasts that we have, um, starting about three back, <laughs> uh, I have a Book of Shadows page for. So that'll give you, uh, notes and information about our topic of choice, as well as a second page, which is a spells page. This also includes the complete list of correspondences, something that we do not go over, um, entirely on the podcast, primarily because I don't know that we need to be talking for two hours. Um, although you never know what the future holds, but so yeah, if you'd like to, <laughs> like to support us in more, uh, cool endeavors, yep. creative endeavors like this, as well as would like some pretty rad Book of Shadows pages, and as well as to the Discord where yeah. you can ask us any questions. Witchy Discord, and just chat with us. We have uh, we have chats. Sometimes our chats are entirely in gifs, and no actual words have been said. So That's it's the fun right way to do it. But uh, yeah, oh, and we also do. I do um, fun cell phone wallpapers with uh, elements that I'm using for the uh, for the Book of Shadows pages for literally no reason. I just think it's super fun. Um, but yeah, so hit us up uh, on on Patreon and support us there and do all that kind of stuff. And we're just gonna get we're just gonna get right right into it. Um, whom's whom, whom's the fuck is Thor? Says the guy wearing the Mjolnir necklace. And covered in Viking tattoos. I know who Thor is. Listen, that is why I'm on this side of the thing, not on the other side. So uh, oh, oh, so we're not flipping experts here. We're just some jackasses who've done been studying this stuff for like a long time. Um, so, yeah, if we don't tell the story or the thing that you think is more or less important or like if we mispronounce a thing my favorite is being corrected on how to pronounce a thing it doesn't really matter i'm probably going to pronounce it wrong regardless but like yeah correct us down below let us yeah. know, let us know what you especially think especially with show. the pronunciation of things i yeah i do my best if you listen to us regularly you remember <laughs> as a word that julie can't say <laughs> So. i do my best to to try and say things but um 
it's not always as easy as it seems. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's just get into it, yeah. shall we? So uh, Thor is a popular and prominent god from the Norse pantheon, and he's become even more popular in the last few decades, largely thanks to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as well as a revival of paganism and heathenry. Um, but that's a bit more recent. Uh, historically, Thor has been portrayed as having red hair and a red beard. Uh, and actually, it wasn't until the 1960s when uh, Jack Kirby started writing Thor, although it wasn't originally called Thor, it was called something else. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, it is when um, he, he described Thor as being blonde. Stop. Norwegian Hammer Time. That's what the name of the comic book was. It also oh. perfectly interrupted what she was talking about, guys. <laughs> That's the kind of comedy you don't pay for. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it was just wow. Imperfect. That was that was something. Yeah. Um, I think it's like stories of Asgard or something. Yeah. So um, yeah, it wasn't until Jack Kirby started writing this book that he described Thor as a blonde. In yeah. my mind, it's like he wanted Thor to be red, but he ended up being a blonde because of the inking going wrong, and he just decided to leave it. Basically, the reason why the Hulk is green. No, it's probably not what <laughs> it's that probably is. Probably not no. that. It's probably just because you know. He didn't want to write for redheads or whatever. Or weird psycho something. nonsense. It may have, have been that, that he looked too similar to a different <sighs> character who was a redhead, yeah. um, especially because back then you had very limited colors in comic books, so there yeah. wasn't a whole lot to go off of. Um, I do want Chris Hemsworth uh, with a red beard and red hair in a Thor movie. That would be phenomenal. Maybe oh, like in Elseworld, or like maybe Thor? his evil twin, something. Yeah. Or a well, well, if he has an evil twin, heard. he has to have like a. Like a slightly more evil haircut, uh, facial cut. Yeah, that's Those true. are the rules. If you're a guy and, and you have an evil twin, that evil twin just has a more menacing, but also slightly more badass beard system. That is true. That is yeah. super true. That's evil. the way that that works. Uh, you get a club card to evil and they just, it's to a barber shop. Get you all yeah. lined up. You get a, you get like an you, evil. You just get like lined up like at the evil barber shop, and you get like fifteen percent yeah. off of each cut. Twenty five percent off leather jackets. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. What do you want? Some menacing looking rocks and statuaries for your garden? Come to our menacing looking rock and statuary depot. You know yeah. how all evil places kind of vaguely look the same. Yeah, it's like that subreddit, <laughs> Evil Buildings. I yeah, love it's that exactly subreddit. like that subreddit. It's so much fun. What you got you got a tall building. What do you got? Like a destitution beneath it. What do you, you got? got like some, a creepy what you got, building. What do you got? Like some fog or something? That's right there. That's the front page. Yeah. The yeah. Front page. R slash Evil Buildings. Um, <laughs> It's not important. We're totally off subject well, already. Keep going. evil buildings going. don't exist in Asgard, and that's the city that Thor is a defender of. Uh, he is also the protector of Midgard, uh, which is Earth, uh, out of the nine realms. And he is the god of lightning, of thunderstorms, and just like sort of storms in general. Agriculture, sacred groves of trees, uh, and strength, and protecting humans. He's also a god of fertility, and he is a god of <coughs> hallowing things. So hallowing is a word that I feel like we just don't use enough in our modern times. And going through the research it's like halfway between episode, hollow and yell. It's where you hollow something out and then yell into it. It's a didgeridoo. <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, it there's no tiny screams. Uh, so hallowing 
thing is a word that came up again and again and again and again when I was doing the research for this particular episode of the podcast. And I knew what the word meant, but, you know, as like a modern American, you don't really use that, you know, uh, other than talking about Halloween or something like that, like All Hallows Eve. So for those of you that don't know, Halloween is really just the process of making something sacred or holy. Essentially, you're consecrating it. So I'm going to keep using the word Halloween because it sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the things. Um, and in addition to that, he's also the patron god and namesake of Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So in the Norse pantheon, there are a few different types of beings. Um, you know, there's Aesir and there's Vanir, and then there's a whole bunch of other ones. And the Aesir... <laughs> I'm just circling past we're, a bunch of stuff. Don't worry, yeah, guys. We'll, this is, we're we'll get to it. We'll talk about mostly about Thor today. Not an whole, overview of the whole podcast pantheon. just on elves and dwarves. Um, well, we'll probably do a just basic the on the words. pantheons. Yeah, I'm not even talking about the peoples. Just the <laughs> words. Yeah. So Thor is an Aesir, and and what's the difference between the Aesir and oh, the man. Vanir? You're putting me on the spot, huh? I am putting you okay, on the spot. So. Uh, I, I feel like the easiest way I, I remember reading somebody somebody described it this way one time and it's kind of always stuck with me it, the it's like the Aesir and I might be backwards on which one is which by the by but I, if I remember correctly the Aesir are the gods of concepts and the Vanir are the gods of physical things oh interesting I, I don't know that that's true it's not a quiz I, I don't know I so. don't know that that's true <laughs> but I remember somebody saying that one time to me and I was just like well that seems to make it very simple okay um, but as a general rule, I mean, the sort of like warring tribes of gods, what with that marriage solved. So it's just like warring tribes of kings. and. So they're a little bit like the Montagues and the Capulets, but like if things uh, worked out better. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. They're like the English and the French or the English and the German or the French uh, and the German or the English <laughs> and the Scottish or the Scottish and the French or the Scottish and the German. Listen, it's like any two countries in Europe. Just ever. Yeah, we can't talk about <laughs> countries in the U.S. either because that would be... We, we, we're yeah. not going to get into that. Yeah. Anyway, so Thor is an Aesir. Uh, he is that order of God. He is the son of Odin and Jord. Um, who is the Mother Earth goddess. Yeah. So that's his mom and dad. Jord. Jord? Yeah, Jord. Jord. I believe the J's are likewise. Oh, they probably are. My first... My first one. Guys, you make this into a like drinking game. There's a you know. lot of words in here that I just, oh boy, also, don't I'm know not, how to pronounce. I, I'm not great at these yeah. either. So, so accept, uh, <laughs> accept some of that. Comment below. Hit us up on social media. Tell us how we're saying words wrong. Yeah. I, you know, help us help you. Yeah. If you know how to speak this, um, you know, language even, please please tutor me in my in my speech on this so that would be super helpful anyway odin is the son uh, or i'm sorry thor is the son of odin and jord who is the mother earth goddess he is husband to sif who is a fertility goddess with long golden hair uh, and then I, not so long golden hair and then again long golden hair that's right you know that story uh, and i believe <laughs> sif in the marvel movies is uh is is like a they made her into like a warrior goddess with black hair right she yeah she's one of Maybe not like, a warrior she's, goddess. She's, in quotes, she's well, but. yeah. The, the, she's one of his merry men in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, um, I don't remember that actress's name. It totally just slipped me. Oh, I don't know what her name it. is either. Yeah, but yeah, she's one of his merry men in the uh, in in, I think Thor one and two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she's in both. Hmm. So uh, Thor has a couple of kids as well. He with Sif 
has uh, two children. He has a son whose name is Modi, and he is the god of strength. And he has a daughter whose name is Thruth, although it's spelt Thrud, so don't ask me. I don't make these things up. Thruth. Uh, Thruth, uh, daughter, and uh, she is the goddess of war and strength and possibly a Valkyrie. Uh, the way that she's written about in um, in the in the texts that we do have um, are is a little bit uh, sort of ambiguous as to Valkyrie. what exactly it is that she does because really there's only a few stories uh, and we're not going to go super deep into them but she seems super cool and in my mind she's basically Lady Thor from the comic books uh, and that's just that's just the headcanon that I'm going to live with um, now Thor has a third child whose name is Magni and Magni is the god of bravery but Magni has a different mother she was a giant and I did not write down her name it, yeah it, it was unpronounceable by me. I saw that. I tried it, and I was like, "We're not going to do that today." Okay. Well. Yeah. So uh, now <laughs> a little behind the scenes on that one, guys. <laughs> I guess. So um, Thor, in the Marvel side of things, has Loki as his brother, uh, but really that was just made up for the comics. There is, as far as I was able to find, and um, I, you know, I have a day job so i can't go super deep into this but uh he he is not uh thor's loki is not thor's brother uh in the north pantheons thor norse. only has in the norse pantheon oh, i go. can't talk today it's that taco bell <laughs> thor has only half siblings uh which some of them are balder idun hoder and bragi Yep. Uh, Loki is um, a little bit more of like a stepbrother to Odin in the traditional North Pantheon, if I remember correctly. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not talking about Loki. I mean, they both fuck with yet. each other like brothers, so... They absolutely do, like yeah. stepchildren. Yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about Loki today, although we will be doing a deep dive on him soon, so definitely look forward Stay to that. Stay tuned for that one. That's yeah. coming up. Uh, Thor drives a goat-drawn chariot, and I, I, one of the things I love about the, the Norse pantheon is most of the gods have chariots that are driven by a variety of really interesting wildlife. Like Freya's is drawn by cats. Yeah. And Thor's is drawn by goats. Yeah. Uh, and he also possesses several magical relics. So uh, the most popular of those and the most well-known is the Warhammer Mjolnir, which is a... Um, a big hammer. Uh, and it's also used to bless items, contracts, and and people. It's so it's used a particularly for small hammer. Halloween. Oh, it is a small hammer? Well, it, okay. So the so qu quick Mjolnir story. Um, Mjolnir aside. So uh, <laughs> when Loki was being a jackass and basically like Odin was like, none of your shit, homie. We'll kill you. You need to get this. You need to fix this up. So he went to some, some dwarves to forge a weapon for Thor. And um, while they were forging Mjolnir for him, uh, he transformed into a fly and bit the mm -hmm. um, dwarf who was working the bellows. Mm -hmm. And that caused... I'm pulling this off of my memory, so if I'm missing a thing, please let me know. But um, he... Uh, he bites the one on the bellows, and so the fire doesn't get as hot as it's supposed to, or something to that extent, and that's what results in it being a smaller hammer with only oh, a short haft. Because a hammer would traditionally have, like, a longer yeah. haft and be a, a larger thing. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's why Mjolnir is a special hammer, because it is a 
Small Hammer because Loki's an asshole. Oh, interesting. Yeah, a lot of stuff is because Loki's an asshole. And though, now so. Thor uses Mjolnir in battle as a weapon, but he also, but it's also used to 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 hallow things. So that would yeah. be consecrate um, or bless people, your blessing or contracts. Um, in particular, marriage contracts yeah. are very common to be uh, blessed by. A hammer that represents Mjolnir, cough, cough, yeah. uh, as well as other items. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, I mean, I mean, theoretically, the, the song "Hammer," MC Hammer, is just a, it's just a, it's a ceremonial music. Stop Hammer Time. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 am just not gonna. I want it. No, I I'm want. Gonna... I want the cross up. No. I want to see Chris Hemsworth dancing around, bloody Hammer, hammer Time. time? style also in the about. pants or would he be dancing around in the thor outfit in the pants in the, the thor outfit version of that crazy crazy suit that he wears wow we can only hope yeah we can. <laughs> you're welcome for that by the by yeah anywho that's the only also his uh his goats who have names whose names escape me i don't know if you talk about this later but um because i don't know what's happening in these notes i don't i don't participate in them that's her uh, his goats are enchanted with um, them returning to 100% okay the next morning. Yeah. So he can, like, so he, uh, when he rests at night, he can, like, uh, kill one of his goats for food. Mm. Or And he often does this where he's like, oh, like, this is like a, like a sad, poor family. Let me give you, we'll have goat. I'm just going to stop here and hang out with you guys. We're going to have goat tonight. Um, you know, and then they come back and yeah. they're, and and then they're perfectly they fine. Yeah, and they magically come yeah. back to life. There's a story about Loki fucking that up also. There's a lot of stories By breaking one of their legs and they yeah. don't heal back properly ever again. It's yeah. a whole fucking thing. Loki's a real asshole. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Thor also has a uh, magical relic that is a belt. And I'm just going to have you try this one. It's this. That's Megingjorth? Yep. And that belt doubles his strength. Yeah, yeah. It's just a belt of strength. It's like a D&D yeah. &D upgrade. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it's a belt of um, strength. He also has a pair of iron gloves. And these iron gloves allow him to wield Mjolnir. Yeah. Uh, both because of the short haft, but also because it is impossibly difficult to wield Mjolnir. Yeah, well, yes. If you ever picked up, like, an actually-sized Warhammer, and then you pick up, like, an actually-sized... Regardless of the fact that it's a comic book version, but comic book version of Mjolnir, you'll notice that that weapon is, like, incredibly... I'm making a hand gesture uh, for a podcast. It's incredibly unbalanced in the hand, so you have to wield it in, like, a completely absurd yeah. way that it just is incredibly strenuous on the hand for something like that in battle. Uh, so his... Basically... Iron gauntlets of increased strength and grippiness. Again, this guy's just a D and D character. I freaking love it. Uh, they're um, uh, what is this? Uh, yarn grippier. Yeah. Yeah. Which basically means literally iron grip. Yeah. Yeah. They're, so... it's, just, it's, just, it's just iron grip. They just lock it on. Yeah. I get it, dude. I've I've played I've played this character in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> now the it's last fun. thing that is a magical relic, well maybe not the last thing, but the last main thing that he has is a magical relic is a bit controversial. And the reason that I say that is because it is a product of the comic book. So it's a product of yeah, the Marvel not, Cinematic it's Universe. That's not real, uh, but people but are starting to treat it that I way. I am including it in this list because everybody's vision of Thor might be a little bit different. And yeah. if yours is a little bit closer to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm not gonna hate on that. Yeah. However you wanna do that is however as you want to do that. 
being a good person out of the end of this. Like, that's all that freaking yeah. matters. So, uh, the last magical relic is the Axe Stormbreaker. And in the comics, he wields Stormbreaker because he is unable to wield Mjolnir because he has been deemed not worthy. Yeah. So, Stormbreaker... Also, that whole worthiness thing has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with the actual yeah, story Yeah, totally Mjolnir. comic book. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, keep going. So, <laughs> the Axe Stormbreaker enhances the powers of it of its wielder as well. So, it's yeah. another D&D, or as I like to think of it, World of Warcraft item. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, because it just, like, upgrades Yeah, it just makes it more And forward. what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Now, for the most part, and now, for the most part, we're not really going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though, um, but there are some interesting parallels to it and yeah, interesting they, ways yeah. that it's evolved. And, and but, Thor's gotten closer to True Norse and further away from True Norse, depending on what portion of the comic books you're reading. And, I mean, like, you know... <sighs> We don't know as much as it seems like we would, should, or actually do know about the Norse uh, history and pantheon simply because there's just not a lot of, uh, like, type one, like, clean sources. Yeah. Well, for and it's for a lot, it's regular a lot of, listeners, um, yeah. you that's a thing that you hear us talk about a lot. Yeah. So we'll go back in time and we'll talk about the origins. So the first thing we'll talk about is um, the, the name Thor. So our modernized name Thor comes from the Old Norse word Thor. Um, this word appears in Old English as Tunur. And uh, both forms actually come from the Old High German, which is a which is actually a specific language. Uh, and in Old High German, it was Thrunas, uh, which means thunder. Yeah. And according to some scholars, we can trace the origin of this word as far back as the Proto-Indo-Europeans, uh, who lived from 2500 BCE to 45. BCE. So we're talking like we can go back somewhere between four and six thousand years uh, of give or take in terms of that. And the Proto-Indo-Europeans uh, I find fascinating, but um, in, they had a thunder god whose name was Perkunos. Uh, and that is the what some scholars are thinking today that the uh, origin of Thor comes from, both as far as the deity himself, but also as far as the words. Linguistically, linguistically. you know, Perkinos to Thundras, uh, and, and kind of working back. You know what? One of my favorite things is sort of like the evolutionary history of words and the manner in which we mm -hmm. say things, especially because, like, regardless of how you say a word, even a word like Thor, I imagine some people are going to have, you know, particular unrest about the manner in which I've just said Thor. Um, yeah. But, uh, like, you know, that's part of the evolution of the language is how people say it in different places. Yeah. You know, it's like aluminum versus aluminium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, it's not I really mean, a wrong way. It's just different. We can try to trace the origins of the words back as far as we want, but much like other things, the earliest mention of Thor is um, on a piece of jewelry. Um, we've seen that a lot where jewelry or um, votive items, altars, is sort of where you're seeing the first mention of the name. And the earliest mention of him is on a piece of jewelry from the 7th century. So it's in the 600s. It's a bit earlier than some of the other ones that we've seen. Uh, and it was found in Bavaria. Now, prior to this, during the Roman occupation of 
Europe. So going from, say, like 500 Common Era back to about 100 Common Era, maybe a little bit earlier. I'm not 100% sure on that date, but it's close. Um, during the Roman occupation, there are references uh, to Thor in art as well as um, temples and pottery and murals not so much references like written down uh, other than some smatterings of things but what they were doing was they were uh, referencing Thor in the art where it looks like Thor but they're actually talking about either the either the Roman god Jupiter who is likened to Zeus or the Greek hero Hercules who uses a club and hammer and I think actually taking Jupiter and Hercules together is really the perfect marriage of Thor yep. and that's not to say that Thor came from those two but the Romans did this thing where they took their religion and then any place they took over they tried to take whatever uh, religious beliefs were in that place and liken them directly to yeah. their Roman like religion. Back remunerate them into their own faith. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also not just the Romans. Like vaguely, every conquering faith has done this. That's very right? true. You yes. either you either like squash and salt the earth, or you just like sort of re-engineer the ideas mm -hmm. of it, and you're just like you know you're a flower person. I mean that's just the, the same flowers that we're talking about, man. And those flowers are this lady, and this lady is this other lady, and I mean, so it's, it's basically we're, the we're same. We're praying lady. to the same thing, yeah. right? And you're like, I guess, like the mental gymnastics <laughs> to argue with you are, are, are inexcusable. I have fields to till, so sure, yeah, high five. Yeah, please move past. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's not necessarily that there's some sort of actual connection, but like historically, you'll often see sort of like statue rebranding, which is the yeah. way that I like to think of it is just like a marketing team rebranding. They're just like, look at this new land. Look at these dope new trees. We got to name some of these. We don't have words for some of these trees. Look at these statues and rocks. Everybody, we got to rebrand these statues and rocks. Let's start thinking. And there's just yeah. like a team of Roman, of Roman, like marketers, Roman marketers just like sitting around like a bench table kind of thing, trying to figure out how to rebrand Thor, you know? <laughs> this one, he's got a club, make a Hercules. This one, he doesn't. Zeus. Exactly. So it's a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, only maybe not at all. The thing is, is we don't know. So maybe yeah. it was or exactly way more nefarious, that. right? I just like trying yeah. to think of it in like a fun way. <laughs> now, in the Viking Age, which is generally thought of as being from the 8th century to the 11th century, the name Thor gained huge popularity. And that's you having a kid, you naming your kid Thor. Huge popularity gain. And um, we think that this may have to do with the Christianization of Europe. This is around the same time that the Christianization of Europe happened, as we've talked about in previous episodes. There is sort of this weird miss weird amount of time where there's missing information and all of a sudden the Christianization of Europe happens and we get all kinds of data from these monks that were traveling around and um, trying to convert people to Christianity. And that's sort of where we're seeing a lot of that stuff. And it's thought that the people who worshipped Thor and the rest of the Norse gods were sort of naming their naming their offspring Thor in part as a way to keep the old ways as well as to give like, you know, a big fuck you to the man kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's sort of like it's that thing where it's sort of like by the name you gain the power 
or at least you know hopefully you're in that direction i mean like yeah. we're gonna like half thor or uh thorson yeah. or thor's Dudier or any any of those kind of names it, it, you know it's just yeah it's it's a tradition that it, that exists Absolutely. i dig it i dig Absolutely. it a lot i know? think it's really cool i think too. it's super rad yeah so what's interesting is normally around the time of christianization christianization of europe wow <laughs> back at it man back at it do, 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 do. i don't know what the song is that i played okay. at the beginning of these <laughs> too many cooks uh so yeah, normally we see um during these times of the christianization of europe where monks are writing down the information about the the native peoples and their beliefs but for thor there was actually a german chronicler who was not necessarily associated with the church who went around and was compiling all of the information about um the norse gods that we can find uh and some of it is some of it that we have today is attributed to him and some of it is not but it is notable because he was not directly connected to the church so this would have been very rare for someone to go from place to place and to basically just sort of like write stuff down and chronicle things and i think that would be a really cool thing to do uh anyway so in the 11th century a german chronicler uh wrote that the people of Uppsala, which is in sweden um only made sacrifices to thor during times of plague or famine so when we look at ancient pantheons we see a lot of uh, a lot of talk about sacrifices and that sort of thing but it is interesting to note that it was observed by him and is thought to be uh by scholars that thor didn't really have regular sacrifices in the way that some other gods would now we don't actually know we don't have a time machine but it's very interesting to note because that is sort of a deviation from a lot of different gods from other pantheons uh, and most of what we know about Thor comes from the Poetic Edda, which is different from the Prose Edda. So thanks for having almost the same name, guys. And the Poetic Edda is a compilation of Old Norse poems, uh, and it was put together in, in the 13th century. And there are a whole bunch of tales of Thor. We are not going to go super deep into all of them, but there are a couple that I wanted to talk about briefly yeah. because they really kind of give you a flavor text for who Thor yeah, is. Yeah, we, we, we may do on, I've been thinking about this for our second um, Thor episode or Thepisode, as it were. Um, <laughs> Threpisode. Threpisode. Yeah, they're like three fifthlings. They're threflings. Uh, so <laughs> on our next Threpisode, uh, we may uh, literally just go like, here are the three stories about Thor that we're going to tell you. There are some, you know, given a little bit of practice, I could probably, um, I, I could probably recite them from memory, <laughs> given just a little bit of like forethought, since I generally get these kind of fresh, um, and I just sort of bounce my vapid, insane knowledge off yeah off the notes but uh yeah he has some great there are some great thor stories he really does some just absolute party stories absolute parties he is an yeah. absolute he's, party he's guy. so rad yeah uh, and it's it was hard to pick but i picked the ones that i think give the most fun uh things about thor so in voluspa uh, it is foretold that Thor will fight the Jormungang, Jormungandr, which is a giant serpent, uh, during Ragnarok, which is the... the it's end the of giant serpent. 
Oh, there's only one. That's right. No, well, I mean, there are other giant serpents, but not as giant or as literally important as ah, Yomi Ah, I see. Yeah. So um, it's foretold that he's going to slay a giant snake Half during the end of the world. So Son of Loki, something like that? Jormungandr has some connection to Loki. I don't oh, know. I don't know. I think, I, think it's, I think he's one of Loki's kids. Yeah. For some reason, that's in my mind. I, I feel like that's wrong. I feel like that's wrong also, but I don't, I don't remember. I'm going to look Ooh, it up right now. Boy, you better look that up. I know he has a connection there. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know what it is right off, right off the top of my head. So as part of this uh, prophecy, as it were, that Thor is going to slay the Jormungandr, um, it, it, it's that not only will he kill it, but um, in doing so, he will get bitten by it and will die shortly thereafterwards as a result of his venom, and that's how the world ends. Yes. Also, boom. Boom. If you're listening to this, I put my hand in faces. Boom. I was right. Alright? Loki had three kids, right? Odin took Loki's three children uh, by Angraboda, the wolf Fenrir, Hel, and Jormungandr. And he tossed Jormungandr into the oceans of Midgard, and then he grow super big, circle the whole planet. He's the serpent that circles, oh. the, that circles Midgard. Son of Loki. This Thor died this shit. very quickly Boom. becoming like a major in Thor and a minor in Loki. That's probably fair. <laughs> I know, I know a bunch of these stories. It's yeah. just, you know, remembering yeah. them. And I know that I'm really truncating these stories, but that's because we only have a, a limited amount of time. For to this talk one, to you we're just briefly going over a bunch yeah. of stuff. We will do more stories next time. The next time we do a Thor one. The yeah. next time we do a Not necessarily a the, next episode. Episode. No, so the next episode. No, the next episode will something be else. about Beltane. Yes. Uh, so in The Lay of Harbarthur, which means graybeard, Thor comes across a ferryman, and this ferryman is super rude to Thor. He just wants to take the boat and not have to walk the long way, right? And this ferryman does not want to take Thor across. They end up arguing, and then they end up having a flighting match. And a flighting match is basically a rap battle. They lyrically battle each other uh, with with disses until one person wins. Yeah, it's, it's just a diss battle. It's super cool. Yeah, it's like so, a real thing. That was like a, that was yeah. a real ass thing back then. It's like diss battles, and it's and not even just like that far back then. Like even like up through like modern like England and stuff, yeah. there have been like cultural normalizations of like these like 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 ships like shipside diss battles. Yeah, uh, in my mind, there's like a hype dude down here throwing mad beatbox and such. I know that's not actually how it works, but like in my mind, I feel like that's there's how definitely works. a group of people in the background that are like, oh, like I've been to rap battles yeah. and it's pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, I don't know that you do that when it's like Thor dis battling a giant and you're just like, uh, but way the fuck over there so they can't hear you. Because you don't want to get involved in that shit, right? That's horrifying. Yeah, so Thor gets involved in this rap battle with Harbather, and it ends up escalating and escalating and escalating, and, um, and this Greybeard guy does not want to let him across. Turns out the Greybeard guy is Odin, Thor's dad, and Thor ends up getting so irritated by this rap battle that he just ends up not taking the ferry and he just walks around the long way. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a rough diss. 
right? <laughs> uh, and then the last story that we're going to talk about for Thor is, um, is, is probably my favorite. Uh, so in another poem, Thor wakes up and finds out that Mjolnir is missing and is trying to figure it out. And he's talking to Loki and Loki's like, I could probably help you out with that. So Loki turns into a bird and he flies to Jotunheim, which is the home of the giants, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, and he, to ask about it. Uh, but they don't really, I don't know that they really say why. He's just like, maybe the giants. Um, it's kind of always maybe the giants. It's kind of always maybe the giants. Yeah. yeah. So the Jotun... Thrymir, yeah, the Jotun Thrymir says that he hid Mjolnir and he's not going to give Mjolnir back until Freya comes and marries him. So um, Loki flies back and tells Thor and they're like, I guess Freya has to marry this guy. Yeah. And then they tell he doesn't, Freya. He, just, he, he, doesn't, he tells everybody. He doesn't just tell Thor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he shows up at the court and is like, everybody, he wants Freya. And Freya's like, I'm sorry, what? And everybody is just like, man, I, it sounds like Freya's got to marry this guy, I guess. And Freya's like, like Thor needs no. his hammer. And Freya's like, what the fuck is this yeah. on about? And everybody's like, I mean, I guess it's the like crowded room. Yeah. Just like, I mean, so, I guess we have to so do this. So the Norse gods, they hold a thing. Yeah. It's actually the name of what that is. They hold a thing. Yeah, it's the best. Things are like <laughs> to important decide meetings about what stuff. to do about this Mjolnir Freya um, situation. Situation, and they end up deciding that Thor should go in Freya's stead, yes. but disguised as Freya because he was a beautiful man. He is a beautiful man, and and this yeah. and this giant has only heard and. Uh, um, um, bloody uh, Thrymir has only heard like tales of yeah. her beauty and stuff, and like, and you know, they're like, they're like, like we got a plan. This is legitimately like a like a '90s Disney cartoon level of a plan. It's yeah, yeah. so it's ridiculous. It's very Emperor's New Groove. Exactly. So Loki and Thor. So Thor dresses up as Freya in complete like wedding garb, which includes a veil. Yeah. Obviously important. To hide. So Loki Thor. and Thor go and to to meet the you know Thrymir. the to meet Thrymir, and he's he's stoked, right? He's marrying like yeah. the I most mean, he, beautiful. He won, right? He stole he the hammer. Won. He stole the hammer, and he gets yeah. the girl. First you so get he the hammer, invited, then you get the girl. Yeah. Then you. So get he the invited all of his family and like close friends probably to this like big feast where yeah. he's going to marry her and everything's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so Thor gets there and he's like, Oh, it's her. Uh, and Thor is hungry and Thor eats a ton of food. He eats like, it's just two like at their wedding. Whole, yeah. Tables. This is like a wedding right? table. Cause, cause he shows up and Thrymir is like, I want to see your face. And Thor's like, no, <laughs> not until after not until we're, we're married. married. And Thrymir just like, make it happen right now. And then they're like, they get like, they like get married and they're sitting at the table and he's like, oh, let me see your face now that we're married. He's just like, ha, 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 I have a mighty hunger. I should probably eat some food first. And I he's just fasted like, for eight days yeah, because like, I was so excited to come and exactly. marry you. Oh, so dude, Thor eats like, all, like two whole oxen yeah. and is just pounding Gits. jugs of meat. Shit ass. And Thrymir, he thinks this is a bit weird, but he's like, well, I mean, like, 
Well, she seems like be a, hungry. She seems like a big, strong lady. She's got to stay big and strong. Plus, yeah. she's going to be having giant babies but and whatnot. he goes along with it. And he thinks that she's just hungry. Yeah. And he tries to, like, get all up in close to, like, give her a kiss. Because, you know, he wants yeah. to kiss his new bride. And he lifts up the top part. It's like a two-part veil. One part holding the, uh, like, disguising the beard. Top part holding the eyes. So he lifts up the top part and goes to, like, lift open the bottom part. And Thor is like, oh, my God. So he's, like, wide, terrified eyes. And, um, and. And, and he tries to go in for the kiss. And in my mind, it's like a wet, slobbery, gross, drunk kiss. And Loki is, is like, oh, movie. you can't kiss her yet. Look at the, you know, like, look at the next course of the feast. And, like, shoves the veil down. And Thraymir is like, well, maybe she's just scared to be a bride. You know, ladies don't know what ladies don't know. Yeah, they're so, scared. Uh, yeah, they're scared. So then, later on, Mjolnir is literally brought out to sanctify, to hallow this union. Yeah. Yeah. And at that moment, Thor loses his mind and all of the chill that he brought with him. So he grabs the axe and kills Thrymir. Hammer, but yes. Yeah, or I'm sorry, he, he, grabs, he grabs the hammer and he kills everyone, including Thrymir, and then him and Loki go home. Yeah. So... <laughs> it's a truly absurd story yeah. with a very, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess look a gift Thor in the mouth. Is yeah. that the lesson there? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you're marrying somebody, you got to make sure that's them. Yeah, you got to make guess. sure that it's actually them. <laughs> Fucking surprise, kill surprise, right? Yeah, so there's a ton of really, really fun, really interesting stories surrounding Thor. And almost all of them are, one, in a level of absurdity that yeah. are like these. But two, a level of fun and vivaciousness. Yeah. Uh, he drinks the like oceans this. a little low. He, he fights... Like, just, he just, like, single-handedly murders just whole grips of monsters. He goes to random people's houses and decides to have a feast, whether they like that's, it or not. That's, that's really just a god thing overall. I mean, if you yeah. really start to think about it, all gods just sort of invade people's homes and, like, have food with them. Yeah. So that's that's a thing that happens. Yeah. yeah. So there's a ton of interesting things there. We definitely don't have time to talk about all of them or even one of them in depth. There's a lot that you can oh take out God, of these. Yeah. But I want to touch upon a couple of them because I want to give you guys an idea of what the Norse side of Thor looks like. Yeah. Because the the creation of and the popularity of him in the comics and in the movies in the MCU has helped to fuel this huge revival of interest in Thor at the same time that there's a huge revival in heathenry and paganism and earth magic and 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 looking back at that stuff and bringing it back up um and as time moves on i think that these things will sort of start to blend together in and 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 the stories of what thor does in the mcu i personally think will start to become a part of the canonization of the mythology that is thor well it that will is, be canonized uh, yeah, into the mythology yeah, that is but i think I think that we certainly, are certainly certainly I think that we're witnessing myths essentially being written now that will yeah well I mean if it, if it was just like a real ass human named Thor and he was doing a bunch of crazy shit like that that would that would and it's not it's not like it's not like you're gonna open up a newspaper tomorrow and they're gonna be talking about how like hey guys uh we've the church of of Thor has decided that uh you know whatever Marvel comic uh, number 65 of the amazing Thor 
uh, has now been canonized into legend. Like that's not how that works. I mean, theoretically, at least. I mean, maybe there uh, is. You a never, you, you never know. Pencil. But but it, it is the sort of like what memories persist and what gets altered and what gets changed. I know that, and you know, we'll talk more about this when we talk it, about like um, runes and things like that. And I imagine that this takes place for all uh, practices and faiths and heathenries and such like that. But there is a fairly divided nature with regard to Norse mythology about, like, modern-style Norse paganism and, like, historical Norse, like, actual stuff. And, uh, you know, so it, it's... It's that thing where it's like if you're reaching out and you're getting some like sort of not cool feedback, then like you might just be kind of targeting the wrong demographic of Norse mythology because the mythology has the historical side of it and the yeah. pagan side of it. And and those are di and there are differences in belief between the two of them with regard to what was and wasn't a tale and what should and shouldn't be attributed, you know, and what, what something was and wasn't, like, practiced or worshipped yeah. or anything to that extent. So, like, just because somebody said that you've done a thing and it's wrong doesn't necessarily mean that you did a thing that was wrong. You know, yeah. Everybody's got an opinion. Absolutely. And for, 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 I think, anybody personally, really the takeaway is that you sort of make it what you want it to be. Yeah. So to you, if your Thor looks like Crimps he Chris Hemsworth and does not... Crimps Hemsworth. I am really killing it on my enunciation Just tonight. not doing Man. great with words over here. <laughs> well, we had dinner before and we don't normally have it until afterwards. So I think my brain's yeah, having a hard time digesting food and allowing me to speak at the same time. Does food <laughs> confuse your mind? More or later at 12. So um, I, I think that if your Thor is Chris Hemsworth and not a more traditional historical Norse Thor yeah, with the red beard, um, then that's fine. That's how you want to perceive him. And if you want to incorporate some of the things from the comic books or the movies into your personal worship of Thor, that's fine too. But if you're on the flip side and you don't want to use those things, but then that's also fine. That's also fine. Yeah. Uh, but, and that doesn't mean that either side of these can gatekeep the other side yeah. well, so this is the difference right your practice is your practice and that doesn't affect somebody else's practice right exactly i mean that's exactly how simple this is man if 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 you want to practice and believe in a certain way you can't gatekeep other people on practicing and believing um because that just makes you an asshole that has nothing to do with your practice it's just because you an asshole Right? So don't be an asshole. We all believe a little different. We all practice a little different. We all have different understandings of these things. Right? My blue isn't your blue existential dread. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, like, you know, th that's not what we're doing here. So bear with um, not being an asshole. This is an asshole-free zone. This, this zone is yeah. smooth. Nothing there on the butt. Yeah. Now, yeah. that being it's said, I will draw the line at <laughs> the supremacy side of things. Oh, yeah. Thor hey. is not a symbol for hate. The no. Norse gods are not a symbol for hate. No. The people who are taking never these had anything and to do with supremacy them like that. Yeah. are people that are doing it wrong. Yeah, they're just, and... they're just, but this is the thing. They're just assholes, right? <laughs> Odinism, not an asshole thing. 
that guy, that guy's an asshole, whoever that guy is that you're thinking about, right? So, so we need to, as a people, uh, you know, tell assholes they're assholes and, sh and tell them to shut up. But, but like, we got to accept that, you know, we, we got to think before we act with regard to like demonizing symbols or, or, um, or demonizing a whole faith simply because like a bunch of assholes have decided to, uh, take it for their own and lie about what the heck it actually means. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, white supremacists and the Norse mythology. Uh, yeah. But we don't we don't need to get into that. I think that that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, we just had to do that token thing. We're not talking about cleansing things with fire necessarily tonight. So yeah. we got to throw in our PSA. Fire safety. Be fire so safe. So I think that that's actually a pretty good segue into how we work with Thor. So you are the one who mostly works with Thor that's out true. of the two yeah. of us. Yeah. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your experience with Thor. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So I, Thor is sort of like a, like a, like a secondary uh, uh, god of worship for me as I practice some function of Norse paganism. Um, but, uh, for me, Thor is used for, um, uh, like the equivalent of drawing a circle. Is that what you call that? Casting a Casting circle? Casting a circle, that's the term. Uh, it's sort of like the equivalent of that. So, um, I do like a, like a hammer right. um, which is basically like hallowing a space. Um, uh, and Thor's one of the two gods that I call for mm -hmm. when I do that to sort of like watch over a space. Uh, to me, Thor is uh, much a god of like protection and like, uh, you know, he's very, Thor's very like male fertility in a lot of the like practice and study that I've done. So he's like, uh, like uh, protection and like male fertility and like, um, a god of like the storm so like when we do like storm water stuff or anything like that um i get a, like a lot of thor in the storm and stuff like that um I, i've never had like like beef or issues i know that sounds completely absurd but um yeah thor thor is um a sort of like steadfastly on guard yeah. Sort of a sort of a chill guy. As much as when I think of Thor, my first thought is often of the comic book character. One, I'm a huge Thor the comic book character fan, um, and a, a big fan of, of obviously the MCU and all that kind of stuff. Um, and to me, that Thor always has and always will be like clean cut, shaven, long blonde hair. You know, very Thor like the comic booksy. Yeah. Um, Thor, from, like, a worship standpoint and, like, the actual god of Thunder Thor has always been, like, big guy, red hair, big red, unruly yeah. red beard. Like, always, always, always. You know? So it's it's kind of interesting to sort of have both of those images in your head when you think of, of, of a character like mm -hmm. Thor. And Thor is one of those larger-than-life characters. I love the stories of Thor. They're always fantastic. Whenever, whenever a story, whenever, like, uh, um... A poem or a story's coming out in the Norse, and it's got something to do with Thor or Thor's in it. You know that crazy shit's uh, gonna come down because that's just Thor. Yeah. He just gets involved in crazy shit all the time. It's rad. Yeah, and you wear a Mjolnir uh, yeah. around your neck every day, all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this never comes off. In fact, this one, I've been wearing them for flipping a decade or more than a decade, mm -hmm. and uh, this one I've had for 
like seven years. Oh, you've had it longer than we've known each other. Yeah, yeah. I think I've had this for like seven years or something. Uh, nice, like uh, like copper or brass piece um, handmade that I picked up at the Scottish Games. But yeah, uh, yeah, I've always worn a Thor's hammer, uh, even though like like my a lot of my primary tattoo work and all that is um, is Odin. Yeah, is surrounds Odin. Um, it's a symbol of protection. So it's, exactly, it's it's just the thing I literally always wear this. It's actually on a piece of paracord, which is not a safe necklace. No, it is. Um, not. <laughs> if it gets caught on something, it's just gonna yank my head right off. So I wear it like really tight. It's a it's a it's a very like collar style necklace. Yes, but um, it is adjustable. I also so it can come also off. wear a, a gold circlet on my wrist and yeah. one of these days I'll, I'll get one like an upper arm or, or a neck one those oh, are really cool. cool but yeah yeah so when we got married you did a ton of research yes uh for our uh wedding ceremony we did an we did as best as you could recreate an old norse wedding ceremony yeah. with yeah. some contemporary paganism uh put in there for me mixed into and for Thor, you well, and to and fill Thor out the story a good part yeah it played a fairly large part in our ceremony so yeah. if you were out there as someone who were looking to incorporate this into a ceremony like that uh, what's the basic idea of what so that is in a thor thor plays two key roles especially in like a wedding ceremony but as in general in any ceremony but uh the first again is like hallowing a space sacredizing a space protecting a space casting a circle around a space right M making a space more special right and uh so that's um um what is it? Uh, Hallow and hold this holy stead or something. Man, yeah. I wish I, mean, I remember the lines. I wrote the damn thing, but I wrote it, whatever, five years ago or however long we've been ago, married. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so, So for me, Thor is... Uh, I, it's uh, the way that I have it categorized in my head. And in my ritual work in ritual books is, is a hammer rite, uh, which is to basically cast it in the four cardinal directions and ask Thor to sort of like watch over and protect the space. And then the second thing is because Thor is a symbol of male fertility, but also as a symbol of fertility, he's also a symbol... Uh, he's also generally connected with weddings um, as like this sort of like a as part of keeping a promise and protecting the marriage and protecting those entering into this compact because it's like a you know it's a it's a pact um, uh, marriage and so it's like protecting this pact and protecting those entering into this pact and sort of like sacredizing the union um so we have a uh we have a wedding hammer i literally use this wedding hammer like all the time all the time we use this it hammer is all the it time. is my go-to like three and a half pound wooden handle sledgehammer that's b barely wrapped in leather anymore because yeah. i use it for like actually splitting wood and actually like moving and breaking rocks and shit like that yeah because I think that uh, weapons are tools, that's their point, uh, is to be used, right? <laughs> like an axe not not hewing wood is missing its true calling. That's true. But, um, uh, yeah, we use it. I use it all the time still. But, yeah, we have our wedding axe, which was used to hallow the hall that we got married the hammer, in. The, the hammer, hammer, I'm sorry. Wedding hammer. Different thing. There was a lot of we wedding uh, weapons at the wedding. Yeah. But, um... Uh, to it, it, to sacredize the hall, but as well as to bless the union. Yeah. Which was uh, 
it's it's a heavy hammer to hold at arm's length like above your head up, up above our heads reciting yeah. a few stanzas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. poetry yeah dad crushed it it's fine he absolutely <laughs> did yeah so that's really how we work with thor now we as usual have some spells for you um but i want to preface these spells by saying that these spells were written by us and they don't have any direct connection to historical or traditional norse practices yeah so, this is just something that we do with that like this is these spells are sort of like our workings with thor right so you can you can take these you can use them somewhere else you can uh you know what have you with them uh it's just our way of interpreting working with him uh i guarantee that my weird eccentric attachment to uh the norse gods is probably different than somebody else's um yeah. and that's that's just that's what and it is we're gonna we're not gonna talk on yeah. behalf of somebody else's <laughs> faith i think that that's not appropriate yeah. so and if you're looking for something that's more traditional i highly encourage you to get out there and look at that that's not what these things are no, but if these you are just want sort of... to work with thor these things are a great gateway to blend whatever you're currently using with thor's innate yeah. energies yeah exactly exactly all right we're back we're back back at it yeah and with that let's get into some spells yeah so the first one is a bit more of a collecting kind of spell it's a and... deck building spell <laughs> it's only a funny joke if you're a board game nerd or if you're into magic um which i don't know if that's considered a board game or not I, that's a card game yeah that a card has game. a different okay. name okay uh, so the first one that we're going to talk about is a spell for storm water. And there's a lot of different ways that you can take this spell. And there's a lot of different kinds of storms, as it were, that you can take to use their different energies. So there are some people that like to use a calm rainstorm as a little bit more of a cleansing energy. And there are those who like to use a, uh, you know, a... a a powerful thunderstorm as a more destructive energy um, but it's really up to you how you choose to use that so you can do that you don't have to do that um, but there are some people that prefer to work with different types of storm energies for different types of workings yep. and we are a bit late <coughs> in the season for storms at least for northern california because who knows if we'll ever get rain again here <coughs> but hopefully some right. of the rest of you can use some of this for us we probably won't be able to do this until <laughs> christmas so during a storm uh preferably one with lightning and thunder if you want to really harness the power of thor because he's lightning and he's thunder place a bowl outside uh now i recommend to use a bowl as opposed to like a jar just because a bowl has a wider mouth so be able to catch catches, more water better. in there yeah. catches better it's also a bit more stable um and it's a a lot easier to remember a giant bowl that you place outside than it is a mason jar without a lid which may sit outside for however long you decide yeah. to also, Collect it. Uh, if you can, one, be safe. If there's a lightning storm and there is thunder and lightning crashing around and it is crashing near you, don't go outside. Don't go underneath trees. Like, remember the ground effect. Let's not be dumb, guys. Yes. Uh, all that being said, um, I generally recommend not a glass bowl unless that's going to be, like, up on an outside table or something. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just because it y inevitably, if it even if it's up on a table, like, it can fall and break. You can yeah. kick it, a thing that I've actually done, kicking a glass bowl and breaking it. 
Um, yeah. So, so like, like wood, a wood bowl is actually that's a great use for those silly wood bowls. You can use a large pot or a pan. Don't use cast iron. Um, yeah, but you can also use those um, to collect it. Yeah. And I stainless would, steel brewing pot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's got a little spigot on the bottom. Those it, are perfect. Yeah, and it would be a great <laughs> idea to wash this thing first, just so that there's no schmoo inside of whatever your collecting yeah. thing is. So. You yeah. take the bowl, you or, the, or your pot or your pan. Yeah, don't use a dirty it's dish. Wrong it's gross. Uh, and take it outside. Place it somewhere that makes sense for you. Um, perhaps you have a table outside. Maybe it sits on your porch or on the windowsill. I don't know where you live. Whatever makes the most sense for you. So, and when you place that outside preferably at a time that it is safe for you to be standing outside either before or during a storm. Um, you can have an umbrella, you can stand inside with the bowl outside. Yeah. Again, be safe. Don't yeah, if get it's sick. like super rainy, you can just set a bowl out there and then like walk back inside your house and just look out a window at the bowl and say some stuff. That's yeah, also fine. Exactly. Like so <laughs> don't get sick don't get sick for magic, dog. Yeah. That's not helpful. So there's no there's no brownie points for standing in the pouring rain and unless it. you like that which unless you know, you're into it. Yeah. I love so, it. So um, you're gonna different. place your receptacle outside and then you're going to say Thor I call upon you to fill this vessel with your sacred storm water. All that it touches will be purified and protected from evil. And then leave your receptacle out there to catch the water falling from the sky. And once the storm is over, go ahead and pour the water into a container and you can use this water for protection spells or to cleanse items that can be wet. However, do not drink this water. Yeah, don't drink water. Uh, don't drink water that's just been randomly kept in a jar. The reason that bottled water exists in the way that it does is because they have to make sure that it is uh, not contaminated. Yeah, safe. don't 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 drink storm water or, or moon water or any of your collected water. Yeah, you want to you want to have water moonified or stormified. Take a bottle of Alhambra, put that shit outside. Unopened. Unopened. Yeah. Just let it just be outside and then do that. You like, do that with this storm. You could take a whole case of water bottles, yeah, put them outside, case, and have of, Thor bless those Set for a case you. of cores out there, storm bless that shit, crack into some thunder. I feel like Thor would prefer Don't that give you him. Don't, yeah, give him better, <laughs> even better beer than cores. Not, we're not sponsored by any of these. We're just giving names here. Yeah, you know so that's storm water, and you can use that for a variety of things. Yeah. We typically... Jar spells. Yeah, we typically cleansing. collect these uh, water and this sort of thing when there's a particularly um, auspicious date or uh, a particularly big storm, yeah. and we just sort of save it up and we use it however we end up using it. Yeah. Um, so there's not really a particular thing. Um, yeah. Just don't drink it. Um, yeah, you can also, for the use of storm water, obviously you can collect it and, and use it for something. Um, if it's safe, again, I cannot stress the if it's safe part enough, but um, if it's safe, you can also just like be out in the storm in sort of celebration of Thor. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I like standing in just like incredibly hard pouring rain. Um, it's dramatic. Usually while chopping wood. Yeah. It's dramatic. I like it. Uh, I'm not complaining. <laughs> so. But, so yeah, you can do a bunch of stuff with storm water. It's in, it's it's a it's a nice thing to have. You just have it on your little storm water on your altar. Yeah, and it's very energetic too. There's definitely yeah, it's some, good stuff. It's good some, stuff. Some good stuff that you get out of that. And then you can also use that in the next spell uh, if you wish to, which is a protection spell, uh, a la Thor. So for this one, you'll need a piece of paper and a writing utensil. This is like a crafty. 
This one's more crafty. This is a crafty kind of spell. Yeah, they're, yeah. well, uh, a little bit less crafty than the previous one, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so you will, uh, so take your piece of paper and on it, draw a small hammer in the center of the piece of paper. It does not matter how big this piece of paper is. It can be a full sheet of paper. It can be a post-it. It's really up to you. And so you draw the small hammer in the center of the piece of paper and then draw a thick border just inside of the paper. So you can make this border in a circle if you want, or you can make it square, whatever shape your paper is. It's really up to you. Uh, and then once you have your hammer and your border on there, uh, visualize the hammer radiating the power of Thor and protecting anything that is that will be written inside of the border of this paper. And then write what you would like to protect anywhere inside of the border of this paper. It would work best if you focus on one particular thing rather than saying, I want you to protect my house and I want you to protect my car and protect yeah. my dog. You know, like talk, write, do, do one for each. That way you're really not splitting those energies there. So write what it is that you'd like to protect. And you could write it in any way, shape or form that you want. But as far as magic goes, it is always better to be very specific. Don't just say protect me. Protect you from what? Protect you from all harm. Protect me from illness. Yeah. Uh, you know, protect my house from a tree falling on it. You know, you don't necessarily need to go super into detail there, but rather than just saying protect my family, uh, which is great, you want to try to be a little bit more s specific with it because you'll. I find that you typically get better results with specificity than you do with yeah. vagueness. Yeah, um, so once you've written down what you want to protect in the side of this border, now say or think, um, if you are not a say out loud kind of person, uh, Thor, protector of Midgard, I call upon you to protect whatever the thing is that you wrote in there, as is written on this paper. Keep the thing safe and protect it from all who would do it or them harm and then fold the paper up and keep it someplace safe. Because you want this to be a more of a permanent spell, I recommend that you really keep this in a safe place and not burn it or soak it in water or throw it away or eat it or any of the variety of things that you can do. Yeah. If your particular feelings about magic make you want to do that, Go ahead. I'm not going to tell you what to do necessarily, but it would be best that you keep it someplace safe okay. because it is in effect written on the paper is keeping it safe as the paper exists. Yeah. Uh, and you can do uh, whatever you want with that paper. Generally, I like when when I have done something similar to this, I'm I'm not super wordy with spells and such. That's I'm not that I'm not that kind of a man wizard or whatever. But uh <laughs> okay. weirdest way I could think of saying that. Uh no, I do it on the back of a business card. Mm-hmm. Right? Or like on a yellow, like a small yellow post-it note or whatever. And then I just put it in my wallet. Mm -hmm. uh, and then some point in time in the distant future, I remember it and then it gets disposed of. Yeah. Um, but that's generally at a point in time when I'm pulling things out of my wallet and I'm like, what's this in completely blank business card that's just white on both sides? And it's like got that texture, you know, that texture that business cards get when they've been in your wallet for too long, where they're like rough. <laughs> and you're just like, there's no information on this completely blank business card because it's been in my wallet long enough that all the inks just rubbed off on other shit. <laughs> uh, so that's generally when I throw that stuff away. Yeah. Is when it's lost its ability to be a thing recognizable. <laughs> and you can put it away someplace safe and like hide it. You know, um, you sometimes hear about like, oh, somebody's, you know, like 
got an old book or found something in an attic and there's this weird slip of paper in it. You can put it underneath your mattress. You could put it in one of your drawers. You could put it in a book that you never use or yeah. you can fold it up all tiny and put it into a tiny decorative container and then decorate that container. Um, you can just shove it in a drawer unceremoniously or you can also put it in your book of shadows because you know what you should be doing? Writing this stuff down. Um, yep. It is highly recommended to write down what it is that you're doing so that you can, one, remember that you did it, and two, uh, be able to build upon that with um, with future knowledge as time goes on. Yeah. So those are our yeah. two super fun spells for Thor, and yeah. they're super easy, too. So, and if you want written versions of them, they will be available on our Patreon. There's a Join Our Coven. That's what we're calling it. Yeah, join our Patreon coven. Yeah, join our Patreon coven. It's fun. Yeah, and you will have free copies of not only what we talked about today, um, as well as the spells and the full correspondence list, which I'm going to get to right now. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you regular listeners, all two of you, uh, you know that I love my correspondence lists, and um, we're just going to get into it. So Thor, again, is known for agriculture, fertility, hallowing, uh, good luck in battle, protection, strength, storms. Uh, his sacred animal is a goat, or a pair of goats, if you are able to do so. Yeah. His color is red, like the color of his beard like his fiery red beard like his fiery red beard yeah and much like that um a stone that you can use for thor is a carnelian it is a bright red I, I love carnelian it has such vibrant energy it definitely reminds me of thor yeah or thor reminds me of carnelian i'm not entirely sure which why not both yeah as far as herbs go um dragon's blood and i don't know that it's necessarily red but it has that like feel to it but also oak dragon's because of its strength red or something i think it does oak because of its strength yeah pine um you know woodsy kind of yeah. lumberjack smells yeah so <laughs> um thor is particularly fond of food and drink uh in particular he loves mead uh that is his number one go-to but he also likes beer um meat any hearty meal he yeah. is not picky he likes I'm, it all i'm i'm with thor like beer and meat that's all i need man i don't need i need none of this broccoli shit I don't get it, man. It's not good for you. Man, why you gotta hate on broccoli like that? Yeah. It's all good if it's uncooked. I just don't like cooked vegetables. <laughs> yeah, I'm real particular about them. <laughs> now, there are some deities that are similar to Thor from other pantheons that you can look at, too, if you want to either look for something in a pantheon that you prefer or just sort of explore what it is that you're looking for. Yeah, or maybe you just recognize one of these ones and you don't know who Thor is. Just yeah, it does plausible. not mean that they are direct one-to-one -one comparisons. Oh, no, it's just so, general related deities. Yeah, but Thor, uh, similar deities to Thor are uh, Zeus and Jupiter, which we recently just talked about. Uh, the um, a Thunderbird, which I understand is an animal, but was also worshipped as a god figure. Uh, Perquonos, which is from the Proto-Indo-Europeans. Osiris, if you're looking on the Egyptian side of things, is probably the closest that you're going to find there. Although, correct me if you think that I'm wrong and there's somebody that should be in that place instead. Um, you can also look at Indra and Astrape and Bronte. Uh, as far as other miscellaneous things, Thor is also associated with acorns because oak. He is an air element because, well, that's that's where lightning is. <laughs> I guess, man. I can't. You can't uh, argue with that sort of logic, guys. 
He's also associated with hammers, iron, obviously, lightning, uh, <coughs> steel, Thursdays, and yeah. uh, so specifically with the rune Thursas. Yeah, Thursas. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Thor's Thor's uh, Thor's got a lot of a lot of interesting characteristics. You know, it's more than just like swing hammer smush. Uh, Smush Giant. Although he did swing a lot of hammers and smush a lot of giants. Let me tell you what this guy. He sure did. Just giant murderer. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. Just circling back around to it. Um, I, I forgot to interrupt you during this spell. But uh, so the, uh, the in our in the Thor protection spell, you, you know, you do this thing where you say Thor protector of Midgard. Uh, I have found that, and it also sounds very cool when you add a bunch of their other titles in. Oh, you, yeah. There's a lot of oh, worship. Yeah. So it's like Thor, protector of Midgard, wielder of the Warhammer Mjolnir. Defender of Asgard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just, yeah. you just you give them, get them all in there. It sounds cool. Yeah. Do the Daenerys cool. Stormborn thing yeah. and yeah. add, you know, titles. And this really can, that can really apply to any deal. Oh, this applies to everything. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just, I specifically do this with the Norse gods. I like to give them like, like three titles. That's like my golden number yeah. there. It's like, give them like three good titles based on like the particular aspect. And this is the thing, right? Because they have these titles, because they're known for this thing, right? If, if, if you're making a Thor spell, uh, directed towards fertility, right? You can, you can call them out Thor protector of Midgard, right you know god of fertility blah 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 that's the benefit of having all these uh bonus titles yeah i would like to call them uh is that you can sort of direct that particular thor energy or that particularly uh focused deity energy in the direction that you want it by using that title shift yeah in there, i also know? think that the that having the titles not only sounds cool, so cool. Uh, but and can help direct your magic but i think that it also serves as a very nice form of flattery it's oh, that's sort exactly of like a spoken word yeah. offering there you're like hey awesome cool guy mcrad ass what's going on homie this dope jacket i'm gonna need you to come over here for a second yeah i mean right? if you, i mean you yeah if you think you're about buttering them like up that, man i mean like, it's like i know it's a moment of reality there but that's definitely what you're doing yeah uh, I mean, when i when i was a kid my mom would always make jam and give it to me to give to my teachers uh in hopes that my teachers would be nice to me that uh, you know that year uh and it, it's that sort of thing like you're bringing somebody an offering they're probably gonna help you they're out they're gonna be like a little bit nicer it hopefully. did not work with my second grade teacher miss cicada you were mean i mean or she was just bad at school <sighs> She was mean to me very specifically. I remember you, Miss Cicada, and your t-shirts with the I don't, necklaces sewn I don't, on. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember any any teachers that far back. Not, oh, yeah? I don't, I don't, I don't that's how that That's how mean she was. <coughs> I'm older than you by several thousand years. Yeah, that's just not how that I works. And I still remember my second that's, grade teacher. That's just not how that works for me. Anyway, Any bloody who. This has been a deep dive into Thor. We yeah. appreciate you listening. Yeah, uh, so don't forget to like this video. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe. If you're listening on a other podcast channel, thank you very much for listening to us there. Be sure to subscribe to us there and leave us a review. It's yep. how other people help uh, find us as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Get us out there. If you would uh, like to follow us on uh, social media and talk to us on social media, you can always reach out if you have questions. Uh, comments, concerns, or corrections. Uh, I'm at Nerd Jive everywhere. 
Yep. And I am at Goddess Jewels. Sometimes there's two S's uh, everywhere, but you can find all of our links on nerdjive.com. Yeah, you just go to nerdjive.com. Yep. That's where all and that is. And hit us up on, honestly, hit us up on YouTube. Just go to the, go to the podcast video because there's a video on YouTube for the podcast. And uh, just comment below there. Just, hey, you know, what's up? Like you, this or whatever your opinion is or what have you, you know, want to hang out. Uh, and yeah. uh, if you want to support more stuff like this and you want to join our little coven of sharing information and intellect and having fun times and sharing memes and, and uh, yeah. you know, Check trying to spread that, hit us up Patreon, on Patreon. Which you can also find the link to on NerdJive.com. Yeah, everything's NerdJive. Everything NerdJive is me. I'm That's me. Just... Hit me up, man. Yeah. What's up? And uh, stay tuned <laughs> for the out. next episode, which will be on Beltane, yeah. my personal favorite Sabbat. Yeah, also Beltane gets gets cray cray. Beltane gets crazy. Yeah, it's my birthday season. Let's go. Yeah, she's she's one of those birthday people, guys. <laughs> it's totally okay, I guess. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. At I all have one of those used people. the phrase birthday month and birthday week a few more times than I would uh, like to. Yeah. like to admit to. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'm just, I don't, I would rather not have a birthday. And it has nothing to do with age. It's just, I don't care. That's, that's <laughs> so it. look forward to that one. Be That'll mellow, be a particularly bro. fun episode. And it'll be coming out just before Beltane. So you'll be able to incorporate any of those uh, ideas and practices into your Beltane Celebration. ceremonies. If you're into yeah, that sort man. of thing. Yeah. Uh, either way, I've been John Norgrove. I don't know if I've said this already. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And po- Cauldron. Podcast. There, she almost she almost messed that one up, guys. We, but she saved it. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, this has been the Horn and Cauldron Podcast. Uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, stay magical, y'all. Stay magical.